0: Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and praise as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation.
1: Welcome back to Shouts of Grace. Whatever time you are listening to this, whether it's morning, noon, night, maybe you just woke up in the middle of the night and you turned on your trusty podcast by going to shouts of to listen to all the amazing episodes of the past five years we just want to thank you for being a part of this ministry and to let you know that shouts of grace radio is a ministry of redemption hill church in eagle mountain uh, thanks for being a part of it if you are a first-time listener then um, I can encourage you that um, not only will you find a number of things to listen to there at shots of graceradio.com pertaining pertaining to uh, you know the Christian worldview, different scriptures, controversial subjects, sometimes whatever is in maybe the news for the day and how it relates to scripture. Um, you, you'll also just be edified by um, by by listening to the wonderful voices of all the greatest people in the world that come on this program, and so um I'm just plugging ourselves because it's uh I, I've just been blessed and if you are a return listener, we want to say obviously welcome um or welcome back, but also thank you for for your support and as always, we are super grateful to key radio studios here in Provo, Utah for allowing us to uh use their equipment and push their buttons to make this happen and so anyway um if you're a listener, you know that what we do is we have different guests, um, sometimes in studios, sometimes on the phone. Um, but we're always talking about the Bible, and we're always talking about um, what it means to be a Christian. And um, and so this time is no different. I'm actually back for a second week. I have a friend of mine, Willie Harath, and if you don't know why I'm saying it, that we listened to last week's episode. Willie Harath is it? Where's the emphasis on that, bro? <laughs> I'm mixed
2: up. <laughs> it's just like Harris with a lisp. It's just Willie Harith.
1: Harith. Harith. Harath. <laughs> there it is. Okay, take off the s. Harris. It's Harith. Okay. Anyway, uh, Willie's in studio today, and uh, we. This is kind of part two of something we started last week when we were just kind of talking about apologetics. Um, uh, Willie, we closed the program last week without being able um to, to kind of give some information about yourself and about your website, because you do kind of have a website and, and you've been doing this for a little bit. So maybe you can kind of just uh take a minute and and humbly plug your, your website and, <laughs> and all that God is doing there. <laughs>
2: uh well, my name is Willie Harris and I became passionate about outreach. Um, but unfortunately, like most of you maybe out there. Um, was overwhelmed by fear. Um, I would get asked questions, and I would be ridiculed. And there's a lot of atheists and uh, and people that believe um, things other than the truth of Jesus Christ. And so I really kind of dove into what does it mean to follow Jesus, and what are the reasons for following jesus that are logical and have consistency of thought and so i i found the field of apologetics and it it literally was like rocket fuel for evangelism for me and i realized that we all have deep questions right and and what we do is we ignore them because it, it makes us feel uncomfortable if we don't know how to answer these deep questions of life through um a logical reasonable and and uh consistent way And so I started a website called Ready Set Question because, you know, when you look at the life of Christ, he was very good at asking poignant questions. And um, so I I believe that our ministries as individual christ followers can start with these questions not not only to ourselves but also to other people and so uh, you know we've got billions and billions of people on this planet and we all have unique questions because we're all unique snowflakes right (laughs) (laughs) but no we are we we're unique and and god knows each one of us and and every hair on our head and so uh, we do have unique thoughts but there are about five basic categories of of questions Um, that uh, all of our questions can be roped into. And so the first one is is reality. You know, it's like, here we are. Can truth even be known, right? Or is it just kind of mystical? The next one is origins. How did we get here? You know, there's really only two options. It's either a naturalistic explanation or a supernaturalistic explanation. And then purpose, like what is our meaning? Like what is the meaning of life? And then the next one is evil, right? There's a lot of pain. There's suffering, um, and we all know that there's something wrong with the world. So the question is, what is wrong with the world? And then uh, the last one that uh, you know gets a little dicey to talk about is death. What happens when we die? And so um, all of the billions and billions of unique questions on this planet can be roped into those five categories. And the reason why I said roped so weird is because that is an acronym. It is reality. Can truth be known? Origins. How did we get here? Purpose. What is the meaning of life? Evil, what's wrong with the world, and the last one is death, what happens when we die? So there mm-hmm. it is, roped, ladies and gentlemen. And so if we if we look to the person of Christ, he actually answers all five of the deepest questions that we have with a satisfying answer that has a lack of inconsistencies or a, a lack of conflicting answers.
1: Okay, so let's play a game here then. Okay. So so let's take that for a second, right? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play the role of a you know somebody who doesn't um, have a relationship with God necessarily. Um, okay. I have a knowledge about him or whatever, but but here's my reality. My reality is I you know, and, and this is just. Role playing here. I'm. I'm not. This is not Steve's reality. So don't don't think that you know. I'm telling you. Maybe you um, should do a voice, Steve, so it, we don't yeah, confuse yeah. the real Steve. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so 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 the 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 fake Steve is saying, "Here's my reality to 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 test this this thing you're you're talking about." Um, recently divorced. My kid, you know, six years ago, got into a car accident, and we and we lost our child. S- me and my wife couldn't couldn't get good it together, and so. Um, we're, we're not together anymore. Um, as a result, I'm, you know, financially broke. I've lost everything, um, and so now you want to sit and you want to tell me that God loves me. Um, your Your God, who's a God of love, um, doesn't mesh with my reality because there's nothing in my reality that suggests He even cares. So, so how do you how do you answer that? Well, uh, first, fake Steve. I... <laughs> yeah, Thank... let's let's reemphasize that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for
2: being honest with me. Thank you for sharing that. I'm so sorry to hear about your son. I have a son myself and he drives and um I just thank God every day that I haven't lost him. I I I don't know how I would react, Steve, if I was in your fake Steve if I was in your situation. And so I'm not going to pretend that I even understand what it feels like to lose your son. Um what I do know is that um, even though bad things happen in this world, um, I know that it says that all things work together for good. And here we are having a conversation about this, and I hope perhaps even if you don't change your mind about how loving God is, but you will get some good and maybe feel a little love from me today. And I'm just happy that we're here. And so if you'll give me like a minute or two Um, I can tell you how I have dealt with this extremely difficult, um, idea of bad things happening to, to good people. And how can God really be loving? Like, it just, it doesn't make sense. And I'm there with you. And so I had to come to this conclusion myself. I had to go through this with, with other tragedies in my life. I've never lost a a child. And uh, like I said, that's very difficult. And I thank you for sharing that with me. Um, but is it all right if I just share some yeah. things that have brought me some peace in my life. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna kind of bring it a little lighter. A little, um, I'm gonna kind of say something silly here. Um, the the day that I realized I loved my wife, um, I I tied her up and threw her in my basement. I kept her forever. you know i'm joking around right fake steve yes i do (laughs) so no, no that'd be weird that would be weird so what happened was i i took a risk i i i told her how i felt about her and i really hoped that she would reciprocate that love because ultimately only real love is reciprocated and so if i tied her up and i kept her in my basement and i'm like you're gonna be my my tied up basement wife i would have her forever and we'd be together forever but that wouldn't be real I want her to make that choice to choose me in return. And so I, I don't know if you believe in in creation or evolution or whatever, how we got here, but I believe that God created us with intention for us to be in relationship with him, but he loves us so much that he didn't proverbially tie us up and make us think that we're supposed to love him every second of every day. He didn't make us robots He gave us this really deep philosophical conversation that we can have, gave us free will and free will means that we can choose God or we can not choose God. And that is the definition of true love. You know, me tying my wife up, that's not loving the definition of true love in that situation, which I fail at loving my wife a lot and I love you, babe, but, um, loving her and then giving her the space and the freedom to love me back. That is love. And that's how God created us. Now, the problem with that is that we can also choose to not love him back. We can choose to do our own thing. And that happened in the fall. And I know that it sounds like a a hokey fairy tale to you, but I can give you reasons and evidence to why I believe Adam and Eve are real, actual people. We'll talk about that later. But when Adam and Eve chose their own way, that caused brokenness in the world. And it caused a pattern of brokenness in the world where people choose their own way. Now, I would hope that people wouldn't use violence against other people if they had the ability not to, but guess what? People choose that. People sometimes choose to to drink and drive. I have a friend of mine, I actually had to do a funeral for a student of mine who was killed by a drunk driver. And I don't know how the accident went down with your son, but I'm saying is that God loved that drunk person enough to not control them, to not force them into a relationship with him. He loved them enough to give them the choice, and they did what we generally tend to do as humans, and they did the selfish thing. They chose to drive, and that person killed um, a student of mine, and obviously it's not what you're going through, but uh, ultimately, when bad things happen, it really is a reflection of the fact that God created us with a freedom, that love. He didn't tie us up.
1: So so then what what you're saying is this is fake, Steve, talking. Okay. What you're saying is is that my my reality really has to do um with God's inability to go and and supersede or go past all this messed up sin that you're talking about. Because in you know, in reality, my reality isn't changed. Okay, great. The world's broken. The world's broken in sin. Mm-hmm. So again, going back to the question, how, how does God show his love to me and the fact that my reality is still messed up? It's still that way. There's still no action on his part.
2: So God has the ability to force us to do anything we want. He's God. He, he is the creator of the universe. Um, and I understand that our lives are messed up my life is, is broken in, in other ways. And I understand you're grieving the loss of your son and you, you may never be over that and that's okay. But the thing about it is Jesus Christ came and he said, listen, there are two people who build their houses. There are ones that build their house on the sand and there are, there are people who build their houses on the rock. And he describes himself as the rock because he says he is the way, the truth, and the life. He claims to be the truth of the universe. And then this is the most beautiful thing that I think a lot of Christians don't understand, and, and I don't know if, if you've heard this before, but then Jesus said, and when the storms come. Now the storms come to both the person who's building their house on the sand and the person who built their house on the rock. So Christians and people who love God, we're not immune of bad things happening in the world but guess what when the bad things do happen we have a firm foundation that is never going to shift underneath our feet
1: hey we're going to continue this conversation I'm in studio today with Willie Hureth I'm never going to get this right but anyway we'll be right back
0: You're listening to Shouts of Grace, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill or Pastor Steve, visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's broadcast.
1: Hey, welcome back to the program. Just before the break, um, we were talking about these five categories, Willie, that, um, you know, everyone kind of finds finds their questions in in life, right? And it can kind of be roped in, and you kind of shared the rope as an acronym, reality, origin, purpose, evil, death, and kind of doing a little bit of a role play in reality. Because what we were talking about is really is a lot of people's, you know, it's 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 their it's the rock they throw at christianity right and another one is you know is origin that's a big thing it's a big thing because if if you're not here by accident and you're here by design then by virtue of that you you are accountable to someone else other than yourself that is something people do not want because when when man wants to do what's right in his own eyes he does not want somebody over his shoulder telling him what not to do, right? And so origin becomes a big one. And one of the biggest things that's mentioned, and we can do the same thing, fake Steve would say, okay, Willie, um, on the issue of origin, um, you weren't there. You, you weren't there. You didn't. You, how, how could you definitively say that, that, this, isn't, that this isn't true? Or, or you know, were, were you there? Did you see it all happen? So, so I could be right.
2: Well, fake Steve, I can tell by the fact that your heart is still beating that you probably weren't around at the beginning either. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're right. You know, none of us have um, observational uh, data on how we got here. We, we, we all have the same evidence. We have the same universe. We have the same life forms. We have the same geology. And so, when it comes to that, it's how how do we view, you know, each explanation? and which one has the most reason, logic, and uh, scientifically valid evidence that points towards a reason to believe that it's true. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to um, the uh, emergence of existence, we're really talking about something that is beyond even the scientific realm. And so what we're really trying to do is to go back in time and and talk about that. So... um, You know, evolution, I would say, is probably the uh, number one um, idea, philosophy that is opposed to uh, an intentional creator creating us uh, to be in that intentional creator's image. And so, um, what I would venture to say is, you know, we really need to look at the evidence on, on both sides. And if you've got time and, and you're willing to have an open mind and and you don't want to ridicule me for believing in like the Easter bunny and Santa Claus and the the magic uh, universe maker guy, uh, then maybe we can have a conversation.
1: Now that, if I were to say fake Steve were to say, yes, this would be like, (laughs) this would be a one month, a one month episode because obviously we can, uh, we can, you know, where we'd ultimately I'm imagining where we'd ultimately land at is you know, if if you're going to admit that the complexity of creation is such that it would take greater faith to to believe that it happened, you know, by chance, <clears throat> then then that would lend some validity to my position of faith that it's just as equally possible that a God who could actually design, actually brought it forth. And Mm -hmm. so so we'll probably land there. But I want to get through some of these because— Okay. um, Could I take 30 seconds? you can. All
2: right. So I love this topic because it's the number one reason why people walk away from their faith, right? Just the lack of a need of a creator. Uh, Huxley, Darwin's bulldog, he said, Darwin, you have killed God, sir. (laughs) Right? So uh, people use this as a crutch for— atheism so what i did is i decided um you know i should talk to atheists about creation and guess what falls on dead ears deaf ears right they don't want to hear about it so what i decided to do is take the exact opposite approach start reading scientific journals i read the origin of species several times a lot of different atheists and evolutionists that you know are at prestigious schools have written a lot of papers and books i've read them all and i've gone through and i actually wrote a book a response and it is i believe it is the first book ever written that discounts the theory of biological evolution by means of natural selection scientifically without referring to creationist materials. Because when you're talking to an atheist and you start talking about creationism or the Bible, well, the Bible says, boom, you've lost that person. They they think you're an idiot. They they are already really ridiculing you in their mind. And all you're doing is just waiting for the slander to come. So I, I have created, it's actually called what is evolution. You can check it out on my website. It's readysetquestion.com. It's available on Amazon and, uh, it's, uh, what is evolution? That's a very good question.
1: Yeah. Awesome. I'm at, now I'm, now I'm going to have to go get a copy. Um, purpose, you know, we're talking about this roped acronym purpose. Um, you know, we can't role play because it'll take forever. Let me just <laughs> let me just, say, and we only got uh we got about five five more minutes. So so let me say um, on purpose. You know what what do you say when you say there's questions around purpose? I'm assuming you're you're alluding to that people have questions of why am I here? What's it? You know what? What's so the meaning of life? What's what's the meaning of life? How how is it that you bring home the truth in that area when it comes to scripture? Just how you know how would you approach that person who's you know just intrigued about mm-hmm. you know because here's the thing if if you don't have purpose when a purpose when a person loses their purpose they lose hope mm-hmm. it's the the two are like linked mm-hmm. together like why do I even want to be here but you know so so what do you do in a situation where you're trying to explain purpose
2: so uh, you know I think it's it's good to uh, out the elephant in the room you know like the world tells us what our purpose is right we're supposed to Uh, be extremely good consumers. We're supposed to be educated. We're supposed to get great jobs, do great things, become rich and famous and uh, be honored and respected. And then when we die, the world is a terrible place after we left because then they're going to build a monument to us to, to talk about how it was such a wonderful place when we were leading it and guiding it and doing all those wonderful things. But the problem is our realities is that we're not all going to be rich and famous. We're not all going to be great leaders. And when we die, most of us, the world won't even know. And so what is, what is the purpose? Like, what is our meaning here in life? I mean, is it really to just eat, drink, be merry, have sex, you know, party, have fun? Is it, is it really like a hedonistic approach to life? Because I don't know if you've been down that path, but as a Christian, I know a lot of people who have been down that path, and that's why they became a Christian because mm. they're looking for that meaning in life. They're looking for that uh, that that hole in their it, soul. It, is it fair to say? Filled.
1: Is it fair to say because you bring up a good point? Like I, I did have that life before I came. Sometimes I don't even realize what necessarily the meaning is. I just know what I got isn't the meaning. I know what I'm living isn't what I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I can't even put my finger. It's it's almost as if, you know, like when scripture says God has placed eternity in our hearts, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's there. But, you know, I just, all I know is I don't, I, I know I'm not meant to do this part forever. Mm-hmm. That is before my life before Christ. Ta- talk about that part. Because I think, you know, sometimes we have to just, dis- we think we have to discover the meaning, but I think. The true meaning of why you're here is something that you're discovering, mm-hmm. right? It's an yeah. ongoing thing Absolutely. in some, some sense.
2: Well, I mean, if we, if we take the analogy of drugs and alcohol, you know, partying and that kind of thing, we all have a, an insatiable desire to fill the void. We, we feel uncomfortable. So we can fill it with drugs, alcohol, sex, partying, whatever it is, we're trying to fill it. But God ultimately designed us with that whole on purpose hmm. and it is designed to be filled through the most honest and pure and open relationship with him that we can possibly have hmm. and so i think the meaning of life is realizing that that i am not in charge of hmm. filling that gaping hole the meaning yeah. of life is is god is in charge of filling that gaping hole yeah. but am i going to keep that hole like covered with my hands or with my busyness or with the things that I want to fill it with. No, I, I need to turn to God, open my heart, open my hands, and say, God, you are in control in filling that hole. And that's called the joy of the Lord. It is our strength.
1: Amen. Amen. Man, we are <laughs> this one time went fast. We're almost out of time um for this one as well. You know, on on that issue, I would also say this. You know, I think sometimes we we mistaken what our purpose in life as far as to what you know perhaps our our plans are supposed to be am i supposed to be this am i supposed to do this and and i think first and foremost we need to understand we're eternal beings and and we are going to live forever and so there there really are you know two two choices in that matter as to where we decide you know to spend eternity we spend it in the presence of god through the person of christ for all eternity or we spend it by ourselves isolated living out an existence that God never planned for us, right? And so the purpose becomes, get that settled first, right? Amen. And then everything else, mm-hmm. that, that's just stuff that God's, you know, God's design, God's will for a person's life, or, you know, your, your desires are fulfilled. But anyway, uh, in that sense. Um, so we're out of time, but man, I, I want to have you back again. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If you've been encouraged in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.